0: You're listening to the Saturday Morning D&D Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show. My name is Jordan with a silent PH in the middle, and I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Sir Lucian, over at Sir Lucian Gaming. Now, Lucian, before you say hello, I want to give you a glimpse into the future. Oh, sweet. Okay, the year is 2025. Wizards has bought D&D Beyond, Monty Cook Games, Co- Kobold Press. They're slowly absorbing every other tabletop RPG. Flash forward, the year is 2050. Mm-hmm. We have one RPG. It is Dungeons and & Dragons. And, and it, it we, we interface with it through some kind of virtual reality link in the back of our head. Uh, Johnny Monomic style, it's great. Matrix.
1: Matrix. Now yeah. you're catching me. Yep.
0: And now all RPGs are D and D, and D and D is all RPGs. Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> Lucian, how are you doing? <laughs> that was our great to the future. Great. Let me add
1: to that. Vocabulary wise, that's kind of already happened, right? Everybody calls TRPGs D D. Yeah. No matter what they play, so that works. And you missed the part in the very. It was. It was believable except you missed one small part it would have been amazon presents, amazon dungeons, presents and Dragons, dungeons and Dragons because jeff bezos buys yeah. all ttrpgs and combines yeah. them together
0: Bought, buys everything so yeah yeah
1: and then you'll be like uh wally where everybody's in those super ships and they have their own little remote control chairs uh-huh. and their 50 and, ounce
0: pops and in the summer you go to critical role world which yeah. is a subsidiary of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so, hi, everybody. We're, <laughs> a, we're a D&D talk show uh, talking about news. Corporate and, dystopia. Um, this was the big news is that uh, Hasbro, Wizards of the Coast Hasbro, acquired D&D Beyond for like 150-some million, uh, which uh, is funny. A lot of people were talking about this because D Wizards hired, uh, I think it was called, what was the the original company? I can't remember the name. Curse? Curse. Thank you. The original company was Curse. And then I thought Curse got acquired by Am- so. Twitch, Twitch slash Amazon. And then a company named Fandom bought them. Right. Yeah. And they bounced around a whole bunch. Uh, and so now it's like, well, we hired you to build this company and now we're going to buy that company for a lot more. So we're, mm-hmm. we paid you to build a company to then we're going to purchase. Sell it to us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of, that was the joke. But uh, mm-hmm. now everybody who thought they were the same company will are now correct. know that they are the same company because they weren't. <laughs> uh, this was really funny because a lot of people were like, oh, that's great news. And I'm going to, blanket statement it probably is great news um but there was a funny comic where people were like yeah wait is that good it, i don't know how we're supposed to feel about this do we do we not like this <laughs> so what was your thoughts on hasbro mind? acquiring dnd beyond um well it did you know
1: it com- combated with the big news of this week that i thought was you know coachella started Oh, you know yeah. how big of a Coachella okay. fan I am. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh, I thought it was, we have talked about this before, and we thought it was kind of a no-brainer that if they wanted a virtual tabletop, why wouldn't they grab D&D Beyond? Although it's not necessarily the VTT part, we had always heard rumors that they were working on that next besides just being a rules depository and a character depository yeah, that they were working goals, toward. I think D&D Beyond wants that. to
0: compete directly with Roll20 and Foundry. Yeah. Um, they want to have an experience where it's all integrated rather than I've got my D&D Beyond tab yeah. open, but I've got mm-hmm. my Albert Rudio virtual thing here. So
1: Yeah. And I think they need digital. T- we're in the digital age and they're a bookseller. So at some point they have to embrace that digital age. And we know they've slowly embraced PDFs and stuff online, but it hasn't been a full, you know, like we're going, never we're going all PDFs. in, right? They've just you embraced
0: know, D&D yeah. Beyond, but.
1: Yeah, so I heard the rumor that I heard everybody, the, the people that want to be excited, were thinking, well, does that mean when we buy a book, we now can get a D&D Beyond code that has that info? So now I'm not buying it in two places right and i was thinking well i wouldn't go too far because corporate minds love to sell you things two or three times so don't get your hopes up too much but maybe maybe they will you know be benel- the benevolent the only thing enough. i could
0: think of is if you buy a digital book they'll give you a coupon for the physical but the other way around like for me to buy a physical book then they would have to have it um, either boxed or saran wrapped or something to prevent people mm-hmm. from opening the book. It's the same right. problem comics have where people go in and steal the codes from comics. And so yeah. it's like, well, well then we'll start sealing them up, but then I can't flip through the comic to see if I want that. Yeah. Uh, and so I've, that's why they don't want to because they want people to casually flip through and be like, wow, I do need this. This adventure looks cool. So.
1: Yeah. I think it'll be one way. Like you said, I think what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to buy it on DD beyond for the main the main price 59 bucks or whatever and they'll give you the coupon that's like almost a free coupon or even maybe a dollar or two to go pick up you know the actual physical copy somewhere or have amazon ship it to you but they won't do the book to electronic one just for the example you gave because there's no way to keep that code from somebody just briefly going through the book and looking at it and like Mm -hmm. oh here's a code right here i'll just take my phone and take a picture of that and take that home. And now I have the book. So they, they definitely don't want that. But I think the other way around, you're right. I think they could do it that way where, or like we were talking about the box sets where it's a sealed package. And the only way you're getting into the box set is once you bought it and opened it because you can't open the box set until then. And then I could also see maybe codes in there for something like that as a bonus to, hey, buy some of these box sets that we have because yeah. there's actually codes in there too.
0: You know, in Wizards has gone digital- In a lot of ways, uh, not with D&D, but like the Magic the Gathering, there are a lot of people that now solely play on online. And there's there's been a lot of talk with that community of like, if I buy a packet and I get the physical card, why can't I scan that and have it digitally as well? And Wizards is like... Or we could just sell you the card twice, which is what they've been doing. Um, and so I I feel like it's going to be, I'm going to sell it to you twice. But maybe if you buy this collector's edition box set, you'll get like two free adventures or something. Because that's what, mm-hmm. the, a lot of that happens too. Like you buy it and they're like, here's a free code for like a pack of magic cards on Magic the Gathering Arena. Yeah.
1: And they figured so. this out in the past because we went through the computer game age where all the computer games were in boxes on shelves in a game store and you'd go pick up your World of Warcraft and inside the World of Warcraft box was your code yeah so you, so you could use the software and then once you activated that code the code was dead after that so it wasn't like you could try to share it you know with somebody else mm-hmm. they, you know so they have the the technology's been devised they just have to either embrace it or not now they could be you know i get it company wants to make lots of money I have a digital version. It took us resources. It took people for us to hire, to build those kinds of things. And we should be, you know, compensated for that stuff as a product. I get that. If that's the route you're going to go, you know, just like, I mean, the record companies have that same battle going on, right? You can't just, Oh, I've got the record. So I must own all the MP3s of it that they don't do that either. They're not, they're as much.
0: Yeah. They, they used to, making I used, money to, as anybody. I used yeah. to buy like a record or even a CD and it yeah. would come with like, here, get it on this streaming platform, but not, not anymore. They, no, they they're all really about care. making money now. So. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up records. Cause that makes me think about it. Like a lot of people, yeah. they listen to music streaming or MP3s. I don't even think people really use MP3s anymore. It's just like, I stream it off of YouTube or Spotify or something like that. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, Like, I don't, I haven't bought a record in forever, but the people no. that are buying like physical records are the ones that are collectors and it's kind yeah. of like the act of having it. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering now if owning the physical books for D and D will kind of be like that. But, but even sure. when we play at the table, we all flip open our D&D Beyond and we play that. It way. is still and handy,
1: so. right? It's not something that's useless. It is still something that can be useful at a, at a table game. Yeah, it sure. can.
0: But I, I wonder, like, I, I, I'm actively becoming that person that collects RPGs. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of books behind me that uh i have I solely because i kind of just wanted it on my shelf you know yeah
1: yeah so. no intention of playing i just love the artwork i love yeah. the story i love reading
0: it somebody online was saying like <laughs> is it okay that i just read rpg books for fun i'm like that is 90 yeah. of my reading these days yeah. like <laughs> yeah i hope the answer so. is yes is
1: what so
0: Jordan uh about. do you think this is a good idea is this a good thing i guess
1: yeah i think so they were DD Beyond was so tied to Dungeons and Dragons, it really couldn't be anything else. It would be hard, I think, in my mind, for them to break out and say, Hey guys, we're all of a sudden doing Pathfinder, and hey guys, we're all of a sudden doing this other stuff because it's called D D Beyond, which would just be disingenuous if they were doing all the Monty Cook games or they were doing all the Modifius games or whatever. Well, they also And acquired- I know they wanted to. Yeah, I know they were gonna.
0: Yeah, they acquired uh, that. Dragon. They might give that Prince up, I wonder. Game. And I wonder if that stuck with fandom or if that was part of this deal as well. If they yeah. got all of that code and all of that stuff, because they were building a, a virtual tabletop for yeah. um that Dragon Prince game as well.
1: And I also wonder with Adam, who was the main guy over there for that, he left and went to Demiplane, which I know is in our notes. But I wonder if the timing of when he decided to move, I wonder if that's when the deal was getting talked about. And, and I wa- yeah. I would love to ask him. I don't know if he would ever say it, but was he like, I want to be with a software that can work with lots of companies and lots of different games. And I see where we're going with Wizards of the Coast buys us. I can only do D&D stuff. I'm not going to be able to do no. probably other games. I'm going to go over to this other company that's kind of doing the same thing and head them up because he he leaves, which I assume was a really good job at that point. D&D Beyond is moving up and up and up. They were not like on a slow decline or anything. And he just jumps and goes to a, you know, Demiplane who's unheard of. Well, he made that. Nobody company. knows what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So I so, wonder if that's what the decision was driven, though. No. No, I thought he joined Demiplane. Demiplane he did not. I thought he, was there. he
0: created it. Uh, oh, okay. So okay. I'm going to, I, I only know a little of this through like Twitter conversations and things like that. But uh, okay. basically, when fandom took over and you had Todd Kendrick left and stuff like that, yep. there was a lot of talk of expanding out to other RPGs. And I think Todd Kendrick left because he was like, well, I'm D&D or nothing. Goodbye. And they were like, oh, okay, well, then we'll get that somebody who will do sense. other things. Um, and that's when they got that Joe Star guy to come in. And he mm-hmm. started running a lot of their videos and stuff. Um, and Amy does a lot of the videos now as well. She's like mm-hmm. under Joe. Uh, but it's funny. They like talk about playing the long game. Cause then he got high anyway, but with Todd Kendrick specifically, um, the company became so big that those corporate overlords were like, well, this is how you run a company. And he's like, well, that's not how I run a company. I have my hands in everything <laughs> I <build> products. <laughs> um, and well, he, he really yeah. was like a hands-on guy. And I think it yeah. he didn't like that. It became so big because he didn't, he didn't get to, to, tinker and talk to people on an individual basis instead it was like here look at these reports and so I think that's why he left because he's like I don't want to do this anymore I want the small little company that I get to have my fingers and everything and I don't say that in a mean way but like he really no, wants yeah. to to massage and build the company up from the start and so then it was like well I'll, I'll just do what I did for D&D for Pathfinder and everything else so
1: yeah yeah and I think it's a great idea because he's he they him and the team because obviously it's a team of people that put something like that together. D and D Beyond I think is a fantastic piece of software. It rarely is broken. It's usually up twenty four seven. It's usually super accurate when you're looking at it. You know, with very little problems building characters and such. So there's high quality. They've done a high quality website, a high quality piece of software. And if he's going and building another team, that's going to do that same thing. And Demiplane plane looks completely like high quality. Yeah. Well put out. I've not much seen like
0: in the early stages. Could I haven't be. been to their website in a while.
1: Yeah. But- and so, we'll talk about their announcement coming up, but yeah. I think it's great. And they and there needs to be competition. There needs to be a strong D D from Wizards of the Coast. I think there needs to be a strong Paizo and Pathfinder group because they'll drive each other and they'll they'll force each other to innovate. If there's always just the one, you you start to lose the the push that you need to get better. Because so, if you're the only one, you don't need to get better. You're the only so, one.
0: So uh, speaking of that and monopolies, uh, you are you really like roll twenty. You and use Roll20 for everything. I do. Um what if uh now that Wizards owns this and has their proprietary virtual tabletop experience or online everything, uh mm-hmm. what if all of a sudden the license doesn't renew with Roll20 and you lose yeah. all of your D&D stuff because they want you to rebuy it on uh D&D Beyond that they own? Yeah,
1: I could see it. I think that would be that would suck. That would be a move where I would probably criticize Wizards of the I Coast, would be really but- sad.
0: But I well, could understand. I don't understand. I, I think like that's it. just a big move.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't but, like it. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I, I see that. That's why I was making that joke earlier where like they're going to acquire yeah. this and they're going to acquire this. And then they limit your options. And all of a sudden you can only play this way, you know? Yeah. Um. I and it might be great. It might be like, that's so it. cool. And I'm one of those people where I have, I don't have Roll20 or Foundry stuff. I, I mm-hmm. just exist here. But uh, with 6th edition coming around the corner, I think that they're going to be like, well, you're going to play here or nothing. Yeah, I think
1: there was a time when the company was like that where if you tried to do anything, they would start to sue you if you were using their properties. They were very controlling on their property. And then it changed where everybody could use their property and they really didn't care too much. And then I think there's a cycle of it where it goes kind of back and forth, back and forth. So we could always go back to that you know, if you're even saying the word D&D in your Twitch show, they're going to shut you down and give you, you know, strikes that they, they could go back to that mentality. I don't think they're that mentality right now as a company, but it doesn't mentality. mean that they couldn't exactly. go back to it. You know, it doesn't mean that they won't because sometimes people get really crazy about um, information property or, you know, uh,
0: intellectual, intellectual property. yeah.
1: yeah. And they just they they go crazy and they see dollar signs and not, you know, just people's enjoyment. Or, and we've talked about hey, this before
0: where, like, I, I you you see wizards mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, well, you see the idea of like all these people like this actually segues great to Kickstarters. But all of mm-hmm. these Kickstarters where you're looking and you're like, well, we gave them that open game license and they're making yeah. a million all these five dollars. Million. We're getting none of that. <laughs> I'm getting none of that. I don't really like that. So mm-hmm. for 6th edition, I think we're going to do XY and Z. Yeah. Um I, I think it's a good a uh, good thing overall. I just cautious about the future obviously. Um yeah. but talking with uh or or reading all of the stuff online, it seems like the majority of the people that are working at D&D Beyond are also excited about it because there's no longer this like lawyer uh wall that they have to fight through rather they're yeah. one company they can just go directly to people and be like how is this supposed to work can we do this and instead it's like well we got to wait for the lawyers to talk and there's a bunch of legal or fees and yeah
1: imagine the giant fear that you have that at one day wizards says we we have created our own and now we tell D beyond to cease and desist because we have our own yeah and you guys are using our name you guys are using all well, the and artwork, that's why they guys are you dragon so Prince. at any point they could have said we're done with you guys yeah. and working for that company. I would have been afraid that is this the week? Is this the month where they tell us to shut down yep. because we're solely comprised about doing stuff with their property yeah.
0: and making you know, money. Ev- every year when they renew property. a contract, I'm sure those <laughs> yeah. employees were on. So this is probably a good thing needles, for them. So. For sure. Oh, for the employees. It's a great thing for the employees. Yeah, for sure. Great thing.
1: Yeah. Also um, they get raises too. Wizards, you're making enough money, give those people <laughs> give some Give those reasons.
0: people a raise. They're making you so much money. Uh that leads into our next piece of in- information called yeah. uh DND direct announcement. So Yes. I what the hell I'm is this? unfamiliar with this term direct, <laughs> but yeah. some a lot of people in our Discord were like, "Well, that's what Nintendo does. They call it the Nintendo Direct whatever." And it's literally just a Here's what we've got planned for the year, and it's Our funny. Yearly. I hear I hear Ted in my voice because he always oh, yeah. yells. Where he's like, "Why don't we know what books are coming out?" And like, <laughs> "Why so is it angry. a mystery?" And da da da. And he gets so <laughs> like hyped mad. up and angry. Um, <laughs> and this is exactly what Ted wants. Where he's like, yeah. "They they will line out like here's what we've got planned for the next two mm-hmm. years. It's going to be awesome." Um, That's what we're hoping. I yeah, we'll see what it actually is. But the Nintendo Direct is. Pretty direct, from what I hear, and so I wonder if this is the same thing where they're like, you know, we've tried doing these like hype kind of mini cons and stuff, uh, but maybe we just need to be like here, and then here's let, the schedule. Let everybody here's the things that are celebrating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I think it
1: works both ways.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, they could do both ways. Yeah, it's. I think this is just. Well, I'm. We'll see. This is going to happen Thursday, April twenty first, uh, at Which nine a.m. next Pacific. week. Um, and so. I will be watching. Uh, I will I will I have a busy day at work that day, so I will be half listening. But will be on. I'm I yeah, I know Ted's gonna do like a live watch and react kind of thing. Oh, I was we like, Oh, that'd be that. kind of fun. <laughs> we but should. I literally can't take that day off. That's can't the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um because the day job, people, the day job. Uh so next yeah, next Saturday show we'll have a lot to talk about probably. Uh coincidentally, on the dm's skilled currently there is a classic dragonlance sale and mm-hmm. i wonder if that's some kind of like yeah we're like maybe generating hype or maybe we're going to talk about dragonlance i don't know or it could be completely not connected but there's a dragonlance sale happening right now in the dm guild
1: i thought it was funny too did you find that when you watched the announcement video which was what maybe 30 seconds oh if it that. Was super, yeah, short. It was super short super short it, it did a great job of telling nothing to somebody who doesn't... Like me and you who are in this weekend, week out and searching for news whenever we could get it. We might be able to guess what this is, but if you had just stumbled across that 30-second thing or you'd given it to your wife and said, hey, what do you think of this? I imagine she would have looked at it and said, I don't know, because they give you no information. They give you no well, indication. Of, we don't know if it's an event. We don't know if it's a book. We don't know if it's a... It's just like a collage of moving pictures and then a date and that's it. It's like, it's
0: just and Maybe that's the idea that we're supposed to know what a, what a company direct is. Okay. You know, like, like I said, I didn't know that Nintendo did this and they called it Nintendo directs. So I was like, um, but, that was built for fans. That was built for people who were already subscribed to YouTube and Twitter. Right, so. But
1: deliberately kept super vague. Like there was no information to glean from that. Not like they've done with, you know, here's a screenshot. Maybe you can see something in it or like some of the other teaser stuff they did. This had nothing to try to decipher or get a hint at. It was yeah. completely vague <laughs> of what, yeah. they, what they were going to do, which I thought was interesting. That's just a, you know, interesting choice that some, you know people make. So yeah, I'm excited for it. Um that means we get good news just like this week is gonna be packed with news and then next week would be packed with news because so many things were hitting this week. It was crazy to see yeah, know, in the, different in the stuff overall going world, on.
0: There's lots of stuff going yeah. on in the tabletop world. Yeah. Um so we'll find out about direct uh d Direct next week. Mm-hmm. Um I I think spelljammer, like you, you talk about that 30 spell second clip jammer, jammer. or clip, and we were we were looking at it. There is a screenplay on the desk very quickly that says untitled Dungeons and Dragons movie by uh, the two people that wrote it John or Francis Daly hmm, forget his name John Francis Daly uh, and somebody else the the guy from Freaks and Geeks like helped write this oh. book the screenplay um, and we know that's been in production Chris Pines in it and a bunch of other people so I bet they'll have like information on that, uh, that there the was Joe the Magnet- miniature Magnet. giant space hamster holding a d20 like a little plushie um <laughs> and some new character sheets uh they were character sheets but they were like they were d d character sheets um but if you look at them closely they're not the ones that are in the back of the player's handbook so a new style of sheet for a new style of play we'll see
1: what if this is the new name of sixth edition d d direct just like they did d d uh, next or they did what were we D&D... calling it
0: a couple days de- a couple weeks ago it was uh not D and D next. It was D and D ultimate or evolution D and D evolution uh, is yeah. what a couple of websites have adopted to call it, but I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Lots of hypotheticals. <laughs> and I mean, there's so excited. many YouTubers making videos on this, oh, trying to yeah. be like on top of the news. Uh, I think Ted out did them all with like literally seconds afterwards. He talked about it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, this and the Hasbro acquiring D and beyond. So go check all those out. If you want more information. <laughs> um, this was interesting to me. I know that there was a Dark Souls RPG in the works. Mm-hmm. I, this is where I wanted to talk about the Dark Souls RPG. It just came out. Okay. It's got a lot of rules errors, um, where it, it tells you one thing. And then later on in the book, it has a counter to that. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, and this is one, something where I'm like, what, what happens when RPGs get popular And franchises are popular, and everyone's like, let's combine these to make a million dollars or have a really successful Kickstarter. But the people in it don't really care about building a quality game. So the math doesn't work out. And we've seen this with like video games. Like, oh, I'm going to make Superman's popular. We're going to make Superman for the Nintendo 64, and it's going to be the worst game. I'm going to – E.T.'s popular. Let's make E.T. for the Atari. (laughs) It's going to be the worst game. So we've seen this happen with other genres. Uh, or other mediums. It's happening with this one. And it's happened with RPGs, but not, uh, this is, Dark Souls is a big property, I think. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's going to be so cool. But uh, there's now a community on Reddit that is trying to-
1: Oh, on Reddit? Re-
0: they're trying to fix it. They're basically taking it and rewording uh, it and rewriting it to make it playable. And I think that's so sad that the community is doing that when I'm like, you guys could have just made your own system without yeah. any of this and played in dark souls, but instead they're trying to a lot of, a lot of upset uh, Kickstarter backers. I think um, mm-hmm. if it was a Kickstarter, I it was under the impression that it was. There's, but.
1: there's a weird, I forget what the word is, um, but there's this weird fascination in the last six months with dark souls, obviously pushed by Elden ring, obviously yeah. pushed by the YouTube algorithm pushing a million Elden Ring videos on everybody because every YouTuber and their brother was doing an Elden Ring video, which is a Dark Soul, you know? So it's like, it makes sense there was going to be an RPG or somebody was going to try to build one from it. But it just, it, I kind of laugh about it a little bit just because, I don't know why they, it's so popular like it's it's one of those things where i see lo- lots of people love it and yet i don't and i can't get it so i kind of feel like i'm on the you're out of touch with the, youth I, don't the <laughs> I don't get it i don't get why they're so in love with this game why they think it's the greatest thing in the world why it needs as much attention as it does and yeah. reddit is huge on dark souls you know <laughs> i think
0: because dark souls started uh, i don't a, get it a new genre and we haven't had a new genre in gaming in computer gaming in a long time and i would like let's let's equate it to uh well maybe board games is the wrong thing but like if i came to you with like an rpg that you're like wow i'm doing the same thing i'm rolling dice but this feels completely different from every other rpg i've ever played in a good way that makes you excited about it um i wonder if that could be a similar experience but uh you're right. Like the the people that fell in love with Dark Souls loved it. But I think it's because it became its own genre in a way. Um so, yeah. But that I don't know, of, that's not well, something I was planning on talking about. And I have wouldn't uh, yeah. wouldn't the Dark
1: Souls TTRPG just be OSR? I mean, isn't the the thing behind well, yeah, Dark Souls yeah. supposed to be it's hard and that's what makes it the the game for gamers and not people who are non-gamers can't play this because it's hard. That's the whole mentality behind the Dark Soul community. Well, In a way, that yeah, be... where it's
0: get good, that kind of <laughs> yeah, idea. Get yeah. good you're um, just wrong Our, which is funny because like i saw the smash brothers i saw a funny tweet about Community. dark souls where they were like maybe all the people complaining about the dark souls tabletop role playing game just need to get good get and it good. was that same joke of like <laughs> you've been telling us that for years and now yeah. i just have blatantly the system's broken so maybe
1: the system isn't broken it's it just is, hard it's very broken <laughs> uh oh, so awesome.
0: i don't know i uh you know with the avatar well, rpg coming out pretty soon i, I wonder question, if though. this is going to have a similar effect where everyone's like i want to play an rpg with this avatar franchise mm-hmm. i have a feeling that they'll treat it a little bit better because uh magpie games is pretty good they're good they're like good. they're not they're not dumb and they've and already I,
1: released yeah. the rule set and they're always getting feedback right they, now yeah so i fact.
0: think that one's going to be okay but it's that same idea like what if you did that yeah. you know what if a company said hey we want to make you know, we got this new Matrix movie coming out. I, Pokemon. Nintendo hires someone to do a Pokemon RPG, and it just falls flat on its face. Yeah. I could see this happening more and more, especially with these million-dollar Kickstarter after million-dollar Kickstarters. So Yeah. Well, and
1: everybody wants to do one. I mean, we had Wendy's throw yeah. on a TTRPG yeah. a year ago or two years
0: ago. It's getting And everybody popular.
1: jumped on that about, look at the, you know, everybody jumping on the bandwagon. But I had a question about the Dark Souls. What's the dice system they're using, and who's the company that built it? Did they go out to a TTRPG company, or is this built by the people who wrote Dark Souls, the
0: game? No, well, it's it was published by Steamforged Games. They're from the UK. I don't know them very well, um, right. but it. So they hired a, a
1: company, a game company, a or TTRPG. Or acquired
0: the license to build this. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, but it's officially licensed uh d20 d6s i'm not i don't know i don't know anything oh, about I it wonder. i i'm not interested in in dark Souls, yeah so well, i didn't. i would i don't even want to play the yeah
1: the, the, it's a
0: 500 the page game. rule book uh that's all i have but it's got spelling mistakes it's got a bunch of other things <laughs> stuff that contradicts other things there's yeah, maybe they just need a, a good huge editor. reddit community that's trying to figure out like how to do that uh there are people that yeah. This guy says I feel cheated because I spent a hundred dollars on a collection collector's edition of this book, and uh. and you flip through it and there's spelling mistakes. Like I would be so upset, you know. That's sad. like that like like you love this so much that you're getting the collector's edition and it's just like a big slap in the face, you know. Well, just keep it so. because in
1: 50 years, they'll put out the corrected books and most people have those and you'll be able to sell it on whatever they call eBay in 50 years and say, look, I still have the ones where all the errors were yeah. and that makes it more valuable than the ones that are normal. So yeah. maybe if you just hold on to it long enough, you'll get your money. It.
0: So <laughs> it looks like they, they just have Dark Souls. I'm on their website now and they have, they have a Horizon Zero Dawn board game um resident evil board game nino kuni board game and then a so dark souls games. card game Anything. dark souls board game dark souls the role-playing game so okay. they they make games but
1: does it tell what the dice system is
0: uh oh i guess i could look
1: reading the You're so interested I just in this
0: dice oh i always wonder what
1: who's doing what. is everybody leaning back towards d20 systems or people going to d6 systems pool systems something else it might 20s. be a little
0: telling that it's not like ex- right there, like how listed. Do I play? It's not even a yeah. main
1: mechanic. Here's how. Okay.
0: Not seeing anything. About All right, well, maybe it. somebody it in chat there. who
1: bought it can tell us what's the dice system they're using.
0: Yeah. What's in the man? I just see key features: horror, adventure, tactical combat, 500 pages.
1: And you can't do horror like, in tabletop. But no what do I roll?
0: Anyways. Yeah, I have no idea. There's not even a picture of dice on the website. Like
1: yeah. And what are the mechanics really? Isn't Dark Souls just dodge, dodge,
0: counterattack, <laughs> dodge, dodge,
1: counterattack, dodge? You're, be-
0: dodge, you're counterattack. being too negative about I this. Come on. I am. Come on.
1: I'm gonna get the redditors after us here pretty soon. We're gonna
0: get Reddit bombed. Uh, Let's go on to
1: more interesting. Like the absolute, the one thing that I thought made my week even more than I don't. I guess I don't really care about d d Beyond. You probably cared about it more because you have more stuff purchased. On D&D I do. Beyond. Yeah, I have a little bit, but not like not like some people where they bought every single thing. Um, but this next piece of
0: news, Demiplane? is that what you talking about? Yeah. Yes. So Demi has, which is the Adam. All um, oh, right, space's last name. We just said it earlier. Adam Branford. It's no? in my
1: Brad, Bradford, Bradford, Bradford
0: Anyway, Adam, like from, <laughs> Adam from Adam uh, from D and D Beyond who left he joined demiplane somebody in chat uh, corrected me he did not found demiplane he joined it so um, ah, you were vindicated. you were correct uh they Thank just you, a, they just teamed up with marvel for the marvel multiverse role playing game nexus it's a 3d6 system i know nothing about this um is this an older system that they are like breathing breath new life into or is Ooh, this a brand know that. new i haven't
1: Marvel from what system. i've seen i feel like it's a new system but it, they, i could they have i didn't see anything that said it was a new system being revamped but i guess it could be um they put the you can do a pre-order now and if you do a pre-order you can download the rules their temporary rules or their okay. play test rules which i haven't quite done yet because it goes live next week when the nexus goes up and i'm gonna do it next week when the nexus goes up um because I'm super interested. I'm super interested in a cool Marvel. It's the thing weird. that I the, like.
0: The game is called Nexus. It's Marvel Multiverse Role Playing Game. Yeah. Nexus, and and so I'm. It's kind of a weird title, but uh, yeah.
1: one of the things yeah. in the blurbs I saw that I, I believe, if this is true, this is why it makes me excited. If it's true, is that you can create your own character. A lot of these. TTRPG or games that are made off of Marvel kind Mm -hmm. of force you to play Marvel characters. They always go that route. And it makes kind of sense because there's, you know, five hundred Marvel characters to choose from. And you know, there's But I want to be Dr. Jorfton of the Mystic Arts
0: to be running around with Doctor Strange.
1: (laughs) And meeting Spider-Man and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that's what it is. I think there is an ability to do that in the game. And if that is true then this will be a TTRPG See, I'm going to love.
0: Here's how you sure. do it, Dark Souls RPG people, because I am not even <laughs> on their, their, like I'm not even on the Marvel website and I have pictures that are just like, here are the core mechanics and explains how it works and it's a 3D6 system and you do this to get, the, the narrator <laughs> will give you this, now I know how to play, thank you. Yeah. Um, I do like that because uh, our Earth is Earth 616, if I'm correct. And if you roll a 616 on the 3D6, that's like a super critical. And I thought yeah. that was clever. So.
1: And that used to be the zip, the area code for phones here in Michigan, the oh, west side of Michigan. Funny. They just split it off. We, are, I am now, Michigan was us. just one, 616. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Now 616 is the middle and so. east side of the state. So but I'm still going to claim it in Michigan. So
0: 616. 616-867. Um, yeah, all those numbers eight six seven
1: five three oh
0: nine there we go that was it um this looks cool i mean it's got marvel art like if you want to play superheroes there's lots of options out there but uh this is the official one so we'll see yeah um and i know how you like your your tabletop uh and
1: i would love to even even if you wanted to play a character or you want to create your own jordan i can Mm -hmm. think of a million fun, cool storylines, because I know so much about this Marvel world from reading comics over the year. I mean, we could run X-Men stuff. We could run Avengers stuff. We could run, you know, uh, Secret Wars stuff. We, I mean, there's so many cool things that you can run. And I already have that knowledge that I don't have to get the book and then get acquire that knowledge. Yeah. I can use all that, which my wife would call useless knowledge I have in my head of the Marvel Universe and be able to say, Jordan, are you ready for Thursday night? Because guess what?
0: You're going to infiltrate
1: aim base. That are you ready? Cool.
0: <laughs> that, would be, that would be fun because that's a world that I love, but I don't know as much as you. And so yeah. Aww, it's kind right. of like how I have friends that are like, I will never run the Forgotten Realms for Jordan. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's kind of like sad, but I totally understand it. Yeah. I want to backtrack. Uh, apparently Nexus is the... Demi plane add on word. So when they add Nexus, it's they that, create Nexus. That's right? their yeah, version yeah, yeah. of it. That's so, what I've okay. Because yeah, we're gonna have wondering. the Pathfinder Nexus, the World of Darkness Nexus, and the Free yeah. League Publishing Nexus, which is Tales from the Loop and yep. uh, Forbidden. And Morons, I'm
1: still so. super excited for the Pathfinder character Nexus to, to start because yeah. that's the 2e version. And when I can start ramping out 2e characters left and right, I know I'm gonna want to start playing that. So that's what I love about. The idea that we're getting this and we're getting it, and they also teamed up with. um That's not the only Nexus they announced. They had announced just previously. I think they're doing free league games or stuff. I just games. said free league. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was, I was <laughs> so thinking World of, of Darkness, yeah, yeah. which is the vampire stuff. There you go.
0: Pathfinder and free yeah. league; those are the big ones, and this is the other big one. So yeah.
1: Very cool. So they're they're moving in a in a way that has me super excited. But
0: they don't have the you know you can announce all of this, but until I get those tools and I don't have That's those true. tools yet. So.
1: But maybe Invisible yeah. Sun will be on there. Invisible I doubt. Sun Nexus. I don't. Uh, I want money. Monte Cook, Cook to do. Nexus. I would love a Monte <laughs> Cook Nexus. <laughs> See, Invisible Sun needs See? You start online the OSRX so. Nexus. No. DCC Nexus. Now.
0: Mm, I mean, that could be fun. actually uh goodman games has been selling and producing a lot of great content for um foundry Mm -hmm. and i was i'm very curious to try foundry and i was gonna buy some of the dungeon crawl classic stuff because yeah yeah I, i anyway long story short i think uh Uh, They they, they have now embraced the virtual tabletop where I think for a while Goodman games was like, what's this streaming stuff? And they didn't really buy into it. And now it's like tables, (laughs) people, people do this. It sells games. So, uh, but all of the beautiful maps that they make, they've imported into foundry. So you can like, yeah, it's kind of cool.
1: And I've heard, I've seen a lot of show fans were talking even just this week about foundry and using it and moving to it. So it's definitely one of those one VTTs that's kind of up on the rise Whereas you have like the Roll20s and the um, the one that you buy off of Steam. Um, Fantasy Grounds?
0: Fantasy Grounds, and, yeah. Uh, I think and that's so, what I'm thinking Foundry of when is I the say one Foundry. I've been hearing. I think I'm thinking of Fantasy Grounds, so I apologize. That's yeah, I I've been hearing
1: Foundry that. a lot more, which I think is a yeah. newer one. And I've seen some other ones out there, which are cool. So I, I've been keen to kind of look at some of these other ones and see what they bring to the table. Because Roll20 has the thing I like, but these other ones are starting to innovate and starting to try and challenge them, so they may be yeah. something I would want to switch to because you know, their tools are better. That
0: could be fun. Like, I know Matt Colville likes Fantasy Grounds, and I didn't like it, it when I tried it, I didn't. but the software is always getting better, arguably, mm-hmm. you could say that. Um, that could be a fun stream where we just, like, figure it out together. Uh, maybe do a DCC game. Uh, Dying Earth, Dungeon Crawl Classics, everyone take a drink. Dungeon Crawl Classics, Dying Earth is the preview pdfs are out which is all the backers get preview pdfs to read through and then submit typos uh or like rules errors which it. I've never seen another company do this <laughs> and it surprised me when when Goodman Games did it the first Kickstarter I backed to theirs so I'm like really you're just giving me the like it it's early but their stuff is so good like mm-hmm. uh when the DCC annual came out I fixed something like I submitted one and I was just like, I think that the wording here is incorrect. And it was changed. So you, I, it's such a personal thing of like, I helped make this better, even though you're really doing free QA for them, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but if you love, the, the but stuff, I love games, yeah. so I'm
1: willing to do that.
0: <laughs> so uh, it looks good. And Lex yeah. and I have been talking about dying earth and he's going to try and run a dying earth game uh, mm-hmm. for a stream and uh i I've, I've, i'm like nice. i want to play a vat person somebody grown in a vat mm-hmm. i'm very excited <laughs> that looks really good i oh, i don't i've not heard anything about like don't put these don't make videos about this stuff so i haven't made any videos but i've really wanted to um <laughs> i don't feel prevented but i still feel like i shouldn't until it's actually released so right right uh but speaking of kickstarters Uh, Our good friends, MCDM, uh, uh, Govill and friends have Mm -hmm. made their long awaited, long talked about monster book um, called Flea Mortals. Have you, have you backed this? What's going on with, are you excited about this?
1: Um, I am simply because I love their design philosophy. I love that he has James and Trosco embedded in what they're doing they have good people so good that really think about fun mechanics and really think about what's fun and but how to do stuff different than what's before nothing's nothing's thrown off the table i think with matt like if you come to the table and say matt man there was this one mechanic in fourth edition that i love and i want to talk to you about it he's the guy that's willing to say okay let's hear it out Let's. Is it a fun mechanic? Yeah. Is it going to work? Let's do Can it. Can you make never Matt this, say oh, that's
0: dope as hell? He's that like, was then three point five. <laughs> We're
1: not doing any of those mechanics. Yeah. we you know, he, he's he's open to. Is it fun? Is it cool? Is it adding value? Then let's do it because it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> if it has the cool factor. So, so I,
0: that's what I love about. Yeah, it. Yeah. So his monster book, he he says in his video that they want to go a action oriented approach, which I'm yeah. not completely familiar with he's using that as a term that i should be familiar with and i'm not entirely familiar but looking at the preview pdfs that they gave out it's Mm -hmm. here's a bunch of goblins and so they are it is a it is an odd book because it's not new monsters it's goblins and zombies and skeletons things that we're already familiar with that we already have But But imagined in different ways to the sense of like, here's a goblin archer and a goblin archer is going to behave different from this guy. And here's a goblin like tank and here's a zombie that uh, explodes. And so I was thinking of all of the different type of zombies in the Left 4 Dead game series. And I was like, oh, like, you're right. We don't have like, here's a horde of zombies. When you say a horde of zombies, you actually have these eight different types of zombies that keep the players (laughs) on their toes. Um, one criticism I heard is that there is a DMs Guild, uh, set of books called the Monster Manual Expanded, and they've made three different versions, one, two, and three. And people were saying that it, what Matt is doing has already been done with this guy. And so it, it is new art, and it's Matt's approach on it, and the Kickstarter's already over a million, so I think it's going to be fine. He's uh, he's not hurting or anything.
1: But mm-hmm. it was
0: interesting how... uh a lot of criticism people were saying that Matt presented it like nobody's thought of doing this. Uh when it's like, well, this guy's already made three books, you know, based on that that type of architecture. So mm-hmm. uh I'm curious. Uh it's funny, I don't feel like I need to back it because I know um I'm I'm kinda waiting for my last Matt Coville Kickstarter to fulfill. And this one I'm like, well, whenever they get it out and going, you'll be able to buy it later. So uh, yeah, and Kickstarters are in free
1: fall again yeah. because once again, China's in lockdown. And yeah. I was just reading um, one of the notes I got from one of my other Kickstarters I've been waiting on. They were talking about, it was, the, uh, it was the Avatar one. Okay. And they were saying, we've looked everywhere in the US to have our books printed here. There's not enough paper and trees to do it. <laughs> they had to go to China. There's not enough product to print the number of books they need. The only one that could supply the raw materials to print the books was China, so they had to go there, which is going to cause a problem with shipping and delays and all that stuff. Yeah, there's just nobody with the capacity to do some of these large. Or those people are already
0: tied stuff. up? Because you yeah. say like, hey, Mike, my... they're already doing other. Yeah, picture. like yeah, my yeah, my, my company's another. at full capacity. I'm already printing books for the next year, yeah. so you can get on the wait list. Yeah, but if you want this done now, it's like, hey, yeah, I'm yeah. doing
1: paperbacks for the New York, you know, Times. Book list, or I'm doing, you know, yeah. stuff for libraries, or I'm doing textbooks for schools, or whatever. It, it's, you know.
0: So I don't know. I, uh, yeah, it's a, it's interesting. PDFs are are out, so that's good. But yeah, um, I'm excited yeah. because I,
1: I really think they they take design and game design very seriously. And even if there's somebody that has something that has reimagined goblins, I don't, I don't see that. That's like saying, well. The Goodman Games book, which reimagines some regular monsters too, they all of a sudden own. You know, they're the only ones that should do it, or we should just go buy that book and nobody else. should No,
0: do it. you're right, and everybody is entitled to do this. I think the idea with Five yeah, Jetpack
1: Seven put out their version of cool monsters with cool abilities and things yeah. that aren't necessarily.
0: Well, I think it's the idea that you know Jetpack Seven or kobold Press they've made mm-hmm. these other monster books, but it's usually like here's a. I don't know you've 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 have or you've seen hags now we have a desert hag or we have an ice hag like they make these weird ones where uh this book that matt's trying to make is straight up you know here's just the goblins like you could either use goblins here or you could use goblins here and our goblins have more like umph to them you know uh there's there's nothing stopping anyone and every edition of the game has a reimagining of these base monsters there's always going to be goblins and unicorns and kobolds and owlbears and things like that so uh yeah i think i think it's cool um and we'll see how it comes out the art looks really awesome and but yeah it it does feel like a fourth edition kind of approach to it but i know matt likes the tacticalness of that and it helps the the reader the the dungeon master to look at that and say oh that's how this monster is supposed to be played so, yeah. I'm going to position my goblin archers in the back. And I know that's kind of a bad example because you're like, goblin archers, well, they should be in the back. But the way he explained the tactics, there's a benefit for there's, it. There's, you know, you're like, okay, this is how they would do. And it, like the monster behavior kind of is like that. So yeah, I, yeah.
1: The I one like, I read was there's a spider, giant spider, that can charge into the middle of the group and off the back of the spider like 10 or 15 goblins can jump off yeah and one of those goblins is like a goblin queen and she can call more as one of their abilities throughout the rounds yeah so when i when i read that word like you said action what i interpreted that is he's looking at encounters using action economy and in, and in increasing that to match what players can do right players have a million things they can do action economy wise if you just throw a goblin out of the monster manual at them there's not really anything there action economy wise that they can kind of do they've got the one ability of you know they can they can disengage free basically and not be targeted opportunity but i think that's the only thing the regular goblin got
0: yeah in the monster manual
1: and you just move right on you know so this was an idea of there's all kinds of abilities they can have. They can have abilities that are happening throughout the rounds that you have to deal with and change your, your structured combat. And I do think you're right. It's for those tactical, those people moving minis, those people that are using DTTs and have their characters on there. Does it, does this necessarily matter for those that do all theater of the mind versions? Maybe not because they're not tracking combat that closely. It's just, Oh, there's, 25 am I close over enough? there? Sure. I fireball. Sure. Yeah. You get like 10 of them, whatever, yeah. you know, that game probably still plays as normal. Maybe not even need this book unless you like the artwork and some of the stuff. But for those, I, and I'm one of these people that love tactical maneuvering and, and maps and miniatures and stuff. But I, it's I, kind I, of I like, love what they're talking about.
0: Like Matt's other books. He's not and really trying to reinvent, reinvent the real wheel. Sorry. Matt's other books. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to just like, how do we make the game better? And even in his video, I think he said that this whole book was inspired because of the uh, Beast Heart class that they created, which is something I still really want to play. And so a lot of these monsters will translate into Beast Heart companions, which I thought was cool. So it's, yeah, and it's kind of like everything's connected. And that's why I'm like, he could could make his own version of 5th edition here shortly if he wanted to. And
1: every book I've gotten from him or every piece of things I bought from them have been quality. And until something comes to me, that's not, I'm just going to trust what, you know, for me in my money and dollars, I trust that they put out quality work and I'm going to yeah. like it because so far, everything I bought from them, I did their t-shirts. I get from them are high quality Their, You know, the, the book, you know, strongholds and followers I love and use in my campaign. I've got no complaints, you know, with yeah. their, with their stuff. So I love it. I, I'm a huge Matt Colbert fan.
0: Um. Another Kickstarter that I thought was worth note is Money Cook Games started Old Gods of Appalachia RPG, Mm -hmm. which was a podcast that I think that they were associated with, but they turned that idea of storytelling into um, a game. It's kind of like a Cthulhu-esque, eldritch horror type of RPG. I don't really know the mechanics behind it. The art looks cool. Um, It's set in a wild west like kind of a weird west is what it feels like uh i haven't backed it but um indoor adventurer did and he was telling me all about Mm -hmm. it and he's really excited and he's like gonna be uh play testing it and stuff so he said he'd give us some some info on how that's going and that it's it's gonna be kind of cool
1: i am a super fan of justified which obviously takes takes place in a holler (laughs) which is is the first word you learn about in the appalachian mountains so (laughs) i'm this this could be super cool i like cthulhu-esque games i like that's why i like delta green um i like the idea of some of that this kind of came out of nowhere for me though too because i never saw or or heard anything so this was just like all of a sudden they're throwing this one out there i'm like okay yeah
0: i oh they've already raised a million dollars holy cow yeah they they hit um well they they wanted fifty thousand, so i'm surprised they hit a million but because uh, usually, Monty Cook games, well, I shouldn't say from the past that I've seen, they've always been around the like 200, 300K mark. So, yeah, uh, for a yeah. non d d thing, this is pretty big. So, yeah, it seems um, like it. And it seems
1: like Kickstarters are still going pretty strong. I think they're still yeah. getting. Yeah. yeah, I know um, there was a lot of people pulling away
0: well. from them because of the uh, NFTs Lags. and stuff and the Bitcoin. Oh, sure. I. It's so hard to get somebody to move their crowd. Like, it's hard to get people to register on Kickstarter, let alone, <laughs> now I need you to register on Itch or I, or all of these others, Indiegogo. I noticed that Dungeon yeah. Crawl Classics tried to do, or they, they have started an Indiegogo campaign. And I was like, man, if you'd done this on Kickstarter, you probably would have made a lot more money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or sold a lot more as the idea, but we'll see. So I, I'm curious about this, and I wonder if mm-hmm. it's going to, like, I wonder if it's a cipher system or their own kind of... I got to imagine whatever. it's the
1: similar game they played. Their their system works so well with so That's many it. different genres. Like, I can't imagine he reinvented yeah. a dice system for this. But or if be it'll wrong. be
0: like I Invisible be Sun where it's cipher system adjacent kind of a thing. Yeah, um, there's
1: some yeah. stuff there, but there's also some new stuff. Yeah, yeah, I could see.
0: That. But I don't think it's a straight cipher system thing. I think yeah. it's its own whatever. So, well, they didn't but it mention it in pretty.
1: any of the... The thing. so yeah.
0: I wonder. Uh, yeah. So and then, I don't know. I was curious. I wanted to drop that in there. Um, do you want to talk about Stranger Things? Because I know you love Stranger Things.
1: <laughs> I just threw it in there. Yeah, Vecna. We all saw on Twitter, uh, it seemed to be confirmed that the the bad guy for season uh, season four of Stranger Things would be Vecna.
0: It is straight up Vecna, which is a Sweet. is a licensed name of the like you can't use yeah. Vecna. That's not. That's a that's an original they because TSR they have, creation. Yeah, so. I think they have D&D license because oh, they, they, do, yeah. they use it. But that's my point yeah. is like to say Not that everybody it is that. Vecna is like, <laughs> like I'm very, because before it was like, oh, this is the Mind Flare and we never, or the Demogorgon. And we never, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like the actual Demogorgon. This is no. a this is an undead, lich looking kind of guy. Yeah, And the people are like, oh no, it's Vecna. And I'm like, well, is that the kids calling it Vecna or is that... Vecna, like i need to know the difference <laughs> yeah so. I, I do too um, so i can't wait till it starts <laughs> i'm very very interested know. in that uh season three of stranger things i did not like Oh, God, uh, i loved it. but i don't know it was okay-ish but i'm no, and this is season four right yeah this yeah is season
1: four and i think the last i don't I think, think they were gonna, gonna do to end season in. the
0: kids are just five. getting a little too old <laughs> well yeah i mean they're, <laughs> they're all not kids at 18, this point 20 yeah now. <laughs> um so it'll be cool. I I saw a huge bump on people googling Vecna on my Vecna video, so that was kind of fun. I, bet. I was like, oh, and a lot of people are like, is anyone here because of Stranger Things? <laughs> but you know what? Because they get old, it shouldn't matter. Because
1: we all started D anD D when we were well, a lot of us started D anD D when we were young. Mm-hmm. Then maybe during college or our twenties and thirties, found groups to play in our twenties and thirties. And then when you're forties and fifties, you're still finding groups to play in your forties and fifties. So I could see they could just keep using them they just have to do them as adults you know coming together and um, um and uh, uh the says
0: they in chat that they announced a season five so maybe that's oh, the last one so
1: maybe i didn't realize they were gonna do a five that's awesome
0: um but yeah vecna is it's a that's an interesting one i wonder if there's if that's i wonder if that's like going to be um one of our antagonists from season one, like the evil doctor, but mm-hmm. he's been transformed in the upside <laughs> down the and time. comes back, you know? Oh, that'd be and cool. so Some know, we find through. out that that doctor's name is Jack Vance, but yeah, respelled. it spells Vecna. <laughs> uh, that's kind of exciting. There is a, uh, this flew under my radar, but real quick, there's a really cool loth miniature coming out from WizKids. Um, and I saw it on Twitter that uh, it's like a package version of it or something, and it looks like the Magic: The Gathering card that they made. They kind of use that model. Um, so if you need a a really cool fight,
1: you know, for that Drow game you're running, exactly full Drow campaign that you're running, oh, people this in would chat would be the perfect miniature for that.
0: <laughs> people in chat last week, I think, were saying like, "Yeah, when Jordan runs that patron only Drow game," and I'm like, "That's right. That would be pretty cool." I bet but, I could do it. You uh, could sell some seats. Um it's there's a lot of these where I love the that mini, but then I think about it, I'm like, that's a lot of money for me to use it once.
1: That's true.
0: Let's okay. be honest. Like, how many yeah. times have I brought out the Bahamut Mini? Once. Mm-hmm. How many times have the has the Wait, Orcus How many mini minis t- does
1: Ted have? Think about that.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> how many times has he used those once? But you want to go like, does it need to be reusable, or is it yeah. enough that that, that moment where you unveil the Lulf mini and people are like whoa you live for that yeah that's probably worth the money in a way and then you have a mantelpiece that you can put out or something if you're Mm -hmm. cool but
1: well videotape it put it on youtube and it's there forever
0: yeah no WizKid stopped sending me minis uh so i i'm not in the know anymore i don't get him for free and they are really expensive so <laughs> mm-hmm. but um it was a it was a bad week for gaming for both of us we didn't play any games i assume
1: no i did um, not uh tuesday was canceled our wednesday we yeah, were gonna I hurt do my back more. and
0: i was really high on uh, uh muscle relaxants uh to the point where i was like i don't i don't think it would be fun for mm-hmm. anyone to have me like try to Try to do some kind of like weird game. So we cancelled Invisible Sun, which is sad because now I'm gonna be going into rehearsals, which means I won't actually have time to finish the game. Uh our like one shot. So we got half a one shot. Uh but I hope to. I think I will. I'll try to like I'll keep all those files I'll open. And, back and we'll see if point. we can do it at some point. Or or something else. I don't know. Um but I It'd
1: be nice to go back through the the first part of it and try what does it look like when you do
0: a the first one, part yeah. they talk about,
1: where they yeah. say, build the neighborhood, build the piece, build the connections of the
0: characters. That was originally what I that wanted to do. That would be interesting, too. Um, yeah. To But that was going to be like four to five that's weeks of gameplay. Yeah, that's a And run. that was like, a lot of us were just like, I can't commit to that. I and then I, that. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't commit to that either now. Yeah. So, um, but I had an idea the other day I've, you know, my, my homebrew world of Endegar. I've always been wanting to make it original with the idea that maybe I could put it into a book. And then it's like, Oh, here's my world.
1: So you um, had an original idea is what you're about to tell me. Nobody's ever thought of what you're about to tell me.
0: Oh no, everybody has. Uh, so oh, what I, okay. what, Keep my going. new approach <laughs> is, is to throw that out the window. Like oh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to build a, <laughs> I don't want to build a world for other people to necessarily play embrace in. the I want, to, I want to build a world for me to play in with my players. There you so go. I I started going through all of these third party products that I've bought over the years. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's like, here's a random creepy forest or here's a castle mm-hmm. or here's this, you know, these little things, all the
1: things I love.
0: And then I started plugging them into my setting. And I was like, you know, that's what these are for. That's what it's meant to do. And it helps your setting grow and it's cool and it's big. Uh mm-hmm. so now I think that's what I want to do and it kind of circles back to our cliff adventure that we keep talking about where that easily could be a endegar adventure but it also could be something that anybody could put anywhere like it doesn't matter kind of a thing yeah. and I I think yeah. I like that style of um world building more than Boy, Jordan has to come up with everything and it has to be original and all this other stuff. And I was like, no. what's
1: crazy about that world we keep talking about? And everybody in chat are probably like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys yeah, yeah, keep talking yeah. about it. Your world that you're not actually. But when on. it comes up and when my brain clicks back over to it, because I probably think about it at least once a week, I'll, 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 my brain will go over to it and think again. And I'm like, oh, you know, we're doing this or that. My brain always comes up with these crazy cool visuals and it makes me excited every time I come back to the idea and that's not the same if I said like dark sun's cool and I'm into it for a week or two and everything's cool but then my brain kind of runs out of cool images to think about dark sun and maybe it doesn't pop back up again but this one that we've talked about several times every time my brain goes to it I can see this crazy what I think it should look like what, what it would be really cool if you could see it in actuality. And then w- the types of games, it just gets me so excited every time I think about it. Hey, I can't think of another world that does that for me. Like, I
0: need you to stop buying motorcycles oh, and put that money towards art. And That and buy is true. Art. <laughs> that is true. Since you know what it looks like in your head, I inspire do. the rest of us and then we'll I start do. writing for it. It'll be great. And there's our Kickstarter.
1: I do. I should just hire some concept artists.
0: Yeah, stop All putting right. money towards your motorcycle and do that. You sh- uh, <laughs> Jordan, we do not talk bad about the motorcycle. Stop putting money towards uh, your kid. He has yeah. enough toys. He doesn't need an education. He doesn't need toys.
1: more. <laughs>
0: uh, I want to say thank you to Steve and Moa Peach for each donating $5 when they hey. when I said uh, Patreon drow game. And they said, well, we're in. Here's my $5. Here's my $5. Bucks. Like, Here's yeah, my you. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll see. Uh, that would be fun. Maybe maybe a monthly game I could swing. But... It's not impossible.
1: I have ran people from the show yeah. in
0: my campaign world. So it is a possibility. Oh, no. With... it's Yeah, it's super possible. Just need to do it. Uh, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. This was a lot of fun. There was a lot to talk about. Um, we are so thankful By for fast, you. too. You're awesome.
1: Yeah. But next week. We'll I'm thinking more. we'll have a lot to talk about next week. I'm hoping, I hope they don't let us down. Maybe we're building it up too much, but maybe, maybe they're going to give us a big announcement and they're going to give us a big schedule and we're going to have like a that ton would be of cool. stuff.
0: That would be about. That would be ideal, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks I'll so much for watching, subscribing. If you're listening on podcast, thank you for sharing this with your Welcome. friend. Uh, we are live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the YouTubes and the Twitch to talk about all of this. Uh, If you like that, then come check us out live. It's a lot of fun. You can be in chat. A lot of like-minded, cool people chatting back and forth. Um, We'll be back next week, obviously, with another fantastic show. But until then, take care. Take care of each other. And take care of yourself. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.